Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And on this day, when we get news that toilet paper may be banned from the crew of Tux, also, this could be the worst crawfish season ever. In the face of all of that, it is still a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. And this is the first full week we've had in a long time, and we're already halfway to the weekend. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you're with us. A lot to talk about. We really haven't gotten into politics recently on the show, but we're going to talk a little bit about politics on the show today. But first, I want to go to Chris Miller in the WWL News Center. So, Chris, um, Governor Landry, I I thought we always had closed primaries. I'm really confused. I I thought we we had closed primaries and and not open primaries in the state, but he wants to change it to closed primaries. I'm confused. Yes, and... I, I don't know why you're confused. Yeah, we've always had open primaries. You, you just you go in there and you vote for whoever, Democrat, Republican, Green Party, independent. they're all on the same ballot. And uh, then just, you know, if, if no one gets 50 percent or more, then we right. move to a runoff. But, you know, we don't have closed primaries uh, and haven't since I think the current version of the state constitution was ratified in the early 70s. Okay, well, you know, maybe that's my confusion because that's about the time that uh, I was registering to vote, I think. And uh, my dad had me because uh, the, the Republicans were non existent in, in Louisiana because the Democrats were, were so conservative and really did run the state years ago that uh, he said, look, if you want to participate in the system, you got to register to be a Democrat. Uh, otherwise, you won't be able to vote in the uh, in, in the primaries. Presidential primaries are closed. Okay. They've always been closed. And there was a brief time, okay. maybe 15, 20 years ago, that we did that with the congressional, you know, just people running for U.S. House and Senate. But, no, governor, state legislature, and all the local offices on down have always been open. But the presidential primaries, yeah, those have been closed. You either had to be registered as a Democrat or a Republican or whoever, depending. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up for me, Chris. No problem. Yeah, that's why I was was confused about that. Um, So Governor Landry wants closed primaries. That means he doesn't care about the independents. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, there are more independents than there are Republicans or Democrats in, in Louisiana. Ian, can you do a quick check on that? I know you have nothing to do. Sure. But can you just do a quick check on <laughs> yes. on, on the, the latest uh, in terms of who identifies themselves as Republican, Democrat, and independent in Louisiana? I think it's pretty evenly split. Uh, I, I know it's, it seems strange in this red state, but there are a lot of independents now. And so Governor Landry wants to shut you out. He doesn't want your vote. He wants pure Republican voting in the primaries. That's my understanding of this. And I think that is a huge insult and a huge mistake. Because we all should be able to, to vote. I mean, what's he afraid of? 
Well, he's afraid of, of independents uh, not voting the way he wants them to vote. He's afraid of the independent influence. He's afraid of, of, of moderates having a say-so because I guess he is. this is one sign that he's showing that he wants things to be very, very right-wing. So anyway, I'll, I'll wait to see if uh, Ian can find this. I know it's not easy to yeah. sometimes find stuff right away. Well, I found some from the Pew Research Center, but it doesn't have a date on it, so it's not especially I know helpful. In this, this might in this, be a couple in, years in old. This, in this country, and, and we, we talked about this at the end of the year, 28% define themselves as Republicans. This is nationwide. 28% Republicans, 28% Democrats, and I think it was 41% independents. So independents are not only growing, but they dominate nationwide. Let me take this call, and we'll see if um, okay, cool. if he can find that information. I'll, I'll get it. Let's go to uh, Nashville. And, Bobby, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking my call, Scoot. Sure. Uh, first of all, ethos is critical, and uh, I sold toilet paper for 33 years. Really? Now, okay, so so you're a toilet paper salesman. What is it that you, you, you do? Well, tell me tell me the toughest job about selling toilet paper. Uh, well, it's about getting displays and shelf space in a store. That's where that game is. But yeah. I also spend a lot of time on the R&D side uh, going up into, you know, especially when biodegradability hit the market, you know, all that stuff. So, so I know a lot, and you know I respect Lloyd. Uh, he brings up his son eating toilet paper and biodegradability. <laughs> but let me tell you what the problem is with New Orleans. First of all, let me ask you this question: Does New Orleans have a drainage problem? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So here's what happens. You know, I heard people say, "Squirt it down with a fire hose." All right. Eventually, most of it ends up in the sewer. Okay. okay. But, right, but when, we flush, when we flush toilet paper down the, the down the toilet, that's kind of where it ends up too, right? Well, it's in your own home sewage system, going to the main sewage system, and going to, you know, the the plant that okay. uh, you know cleans up the sewage. That's another story. Okay. It's the open sewage, like a culvert in your yard. Okay, it's a big pipe. Okay. Well, here's what happens in New Orleans after Mardi Gras. You got a lot of paper and trash and beads going into the sewer system, all right? Okay. Well, you add uh, refuse, like leaves and stuff, and then you throw toilet paper in with it. Well, it, it congeals. It takes toilet paper one to three years to biodegrade. Whoa. So the, yeah, yeah. So the biodegradable thing, but he was smart and, you know, fooling the people or councilmen in New Orleans about that, and that was pretty slick. So anyways, so you got that going on. So all of a sudden, you've got these sewage pipes with toilet paper adding to the congeal factor. It becomes like a mesh with it. It really stops it up. Okay? It's not good. So not toilet, good. Matter of fact. So toilet paper going into just the, the, the runoff sewage is, is, not, is not good. No, not at all, because it mixes with the other debris. And it becomes uh, like a congeal, you know, like a jelly. No, I, uh, yeah, okay. I understand what you're saying. Uh, but, you know, I would, have, I would have thought that there would have been enough information uh, before the city council that they would have been able to, to make that determination. No, no, they really want, problem. They, they focused on the biodegradability issue. Yeah, that's fine, but that's three years down the road. It's the immediate stuff that clogs yeah. up the pipes. And I happened to stumble on, a, uh, on my news feed, you know, those uh, little... Uh, YouTube mini videos. Right. Okay, they had a guy cleaning out his culvert. 
in the in the country, okay, where he had a tractor and he hooked a rope up to it, put the rope through the culvert, and then tire tied a tire to the end. Okay? Okay. And then he pulls the tire through the culvert. You should see what comes out. Really? And that's exactly what's happened with the new New Orleans sewage system. You know, it's you know, you have one of your producers uh Google that YouTube video of tire through the culvert and watch that and you'll be like, whoa, now I see what Bob is talking about. Well, Bob, listen, I, this is interesting information. I appreciate you uh, enlightening us here and uh, I'm glad you're streaming the show in Nashville. So um, thanks for listening and uh, have a good afternoon. All right, let's go to Ian and see if uh, we found any more about the breakdown of independents, Democrats and uh, Republicans in Louisiana. In the last two and a half minutes, I've quickly reviewed 76 pages of documentation from wow. the Louisiana Secretary of State's office. In the year of our Lord, 2024, in the month of January, there are 2,976,948 registered voters. For Wait, the sake t- of argument, let's just say t- 3 million t- 3 registered million. voters. Okay. Of those 3 million registered voters, 1.1 million are Democrats, 1 million are Republican, and other parties, which includes officially in the state of Louisiana, only Green, Independent, and Libertarian registrants, of which there are 821,000. So there's actually, if I'm reading this information correctly, and I think that I am, there are more registered Democrats in Louisiana than either Republicans or other parties. Now, if you take one of those groups and say, you know, stick it with the others. So like, uh, you know, the Republican, if you include Republicans and independent green libertarian voters, then you have a, a you know a much larger group than Democrats. But it, if I'm reading this information correctly, independent voters, which again could belong either to the independent party, the Libertarian Party, or the Green Party, right, right, do not make up a majority of Louisiana registered voters. Not even close. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, well, nationwide, it doesn't make the independents don't make up a majority. I think it was uh, 41. If I'm if I'm recalling the the, fi- the figures that we had at the end of the year. Uh, 28% Republican, 28% Democrat, and 41% Independent. A plurality. Yes. Yes. So this is really interesting. And so obviously, uh, obviously Jeff Landry knows this. And uh, among these registered voters, he does not want the 1.1 million Democrats to have any say-so in Republican, uh, Republican candidates. Because, see, look, as I said before he was elected mayor, I'm sorry, before he was elected governor, Jeff Landry has acted as a right-wing radical. Now, he seems to have changed his, his attitude. I hope it uh, continues to change because I don't think we need a right-wing radical in the, the, the governor's mansion. That's my opinion. But if he knows this, then he wants to make sure that Democrats don't pollute the vote for Republican candidates. And he wants, he wants pure, hardcore, conservative Republicans to be elected and he doesn't want moderates, which would be the Democrat votes. He, he doesn't want the moderates to influence that. That's my take on it. I mean, am I missing something here? All right, if you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. All right, if you're on hold, hang on. We're going to get to your calls. We've got uh, some text to get to as well. And one thing we're talking about this afternoon is the New Orleans City Council is uh, talking about a possible ban on the crew of talks uh, throwing toilet paper which is a, a tradition. And we just talked to the president of the crew of talks and the founder. 
And he said that, you know, they're working with the city council and it looks like it's all going to work out and they're going to be able to throw toilet paper. Then we get this call from from Bobby in, in Nashville and he says that toilet paper is not as biodegradable as we might think. All right, I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, happy birthday today to Rod Stewart, born in London, England. He's 79 years old today. I saw him the other day during the uh, New Year's Eve celebrations. I was watching CNN, and it was uh, Rod Stewart in Vegas. And I'm telling you, man, the guy looks great. He might not be quite as active as he was on stage once, but 79 years old, man, he looks great. And I love it for those of you who are Xers and and millennials and, and Zoomers. Even alphas. I mean, I I love it for you because I grew up as part of a generation where all we cared about was being young. And that was everything. But man, the baby boomer generation is showing you that you don't have to act your age and you can get older and still be totally cool. And then we mentioned that uh, Rod Stewart uh, joined uh, Faces. Uh, Well, first of all, he joined Jeff Beck. Uh, the Jeff Beck band, Jeff Beck group, then Faces in 1969, and then in 1975 went off on his own totally, and that's when he's had the biggest impact. All right, so we've got some politics to get to, but we've got a lot of calls to get to first. Let's go to Algiers. Donald, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Hello. Hey, Donald. Hey, Scoop. Hey, first of all, you know, I've been listening to you a long time, and, man, you, you cut a trash in this governor already giving him a chance. I've known this man. He's a good... He was a conservative uh, Republican. He's met with the mayor. And you trash the mayor. You trash the Democrats. You're, you're just a trashing people, you know. And, and you need to get this mayor on your show before this is all over because the truth will come out. Uh, you're a people person. You've been able to reach out across lines. But let's please don't trash people like this mayor we have that's our queen. And she's trying to get out of this thing. She made some mistakes. But who lives without us who hasn't stolen something? You know, or made a mistake, and I know I know you caught her line, but hear her out. You know, she has made some mistakes, but you're trashing the governor, you're trashing the mayor. You might as well rename the show "Beat the Press." You know. Yeah, Donald. So, but, uh, but thank you, I, thank I, you for letting me vent because I love your show. All right, but I listen. Oh, let me, well, listen. I don't. I, I, in making in making a, a statement about yes, the, about the governor wanting to have close wanting to have close yep. primaries. That's not trashing him. That's commenting on something that he wants to— You said he was a right-wing public. You said he was a right-wing conservative. Did I, you no, not? No, I didn't. I'm I said, telling you, you I did not say— I did not say— Let me talk for a minute. I did not say he was a right-wing conservative. I said before he became— 
before he became governor, a radical. I, I said, well, Worse okay, that's what I said. I said he was a right-wing radical, not a right-wing You're conservative. Worse. Well, he was a right-wing radical, I, and I've given him credit for changing. Let's see if he changes once he's he's governor, because I know he's got aspirations beyond all of this. But you Donald, I don't call con- the mayor radical I, too. She's just trying to get along. And listen, listen, I, I listen. I have my opinion about Mayor Cantrell and some of the mistakes that she's you made. Have I have on also. Show? I'm getting so upset right now. I need to go back on my medication. I can't listen to you anymore. I'm sorry. All right. Donald, <laughs> don't look, dude. If this show upsets you, man, don't listen to this show. If this show upsets you that much, don't don't listen to it. I mean, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want anybody injured while they're listening to the show. But making a comment, I've made comments about Mayor Cantrell, but at the end of the year, I've also made comments about Mayor Cantrell deserves credit because crime is down. She obviously hired the right police chief for NOPD. I've talked about uh, how much uh, I, I respect her for being open to Jeff Landry's suggestions. I've been very positive about the mayor recently. Now, Jeff Landry wants closed primaries. I didn't have a chance to ask him, but I was going to ask Donald, why do you think Jeff Landry wants closed primaries? It sounds to me like he wants a, to be a Republican purist. And, and Republicans also survive on moderates voting for them. And he wants to close the primary. There are more Democrats. There are more registered Democrats in Louisiana than there are registered Republicans. We just had that on the air. And so Jeff Landry wants to block out all the independents, all the Democrats, and he wants closed primaries where only Republicans can vote. Why would he want to do that? So I make a comment about that. I think that's far from trashing the governor. And when you're in that business, you're going to be... Um, you're, you're going to be talked about if you have certain policies. I don't think that calling Jeff Landry a right-wing radical is necessarily an insult. I think everybody agrees that radicalism isn't necessarily a desirable thing, but it's also not a, we're not impugning his character exactly. If you have if you have political views that are kind of well outside the mainstream, right? And if you have political views that kind of fit the mold of being about these sort of um, culture warrior, uh, really yeah. ideologically pointy perspectives on things that aren't necessarily about policy prescriptions, but are just about making people feel good. That's right. And that's what he did when he was attorney general. And I've said he was a right wing radical when he was attorney general. And I've talked about how he appears to have changed as he was running for governor. And now that he has been elected governor as governor elect, he appears to have changed. Let's see what happens once he's in office. And I, I, I'm approaching uh, the Landry administration with a, a, a totally open mind. I don't think that calling someone a radical is trashing them. Like we can get we can get to a more detailed level about what their radicalism is and how it manifests and how it either hurts or helps people. But I've never heard you trash Jeff Landry in a way that that should make Donald reach well, for his heart medicine. I mean, My it's, God, it's man. nothing. It's nothing personal. It's yeah. it's all it's all yeah, business. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It's all, this is all. Business. It's not personal. Yeah. All right. I mean, I haven't talked about the way he looks or the way he talks or anything like that. The way he that dresses, would be personal. That would be personal. I can think of a couple politicians that do that all the time. Yes, I can. Some politicians get very personal with their insults. Uh, from Mississippi, Chris, welcome to our show. Hi. I wanted to explain what the, the closed primaries are in Mississippi. Okay. When you go to vote during the primaries, you pick Republican or Democrat. The general election, you vote however you like. Now, if there's a runoff 
if you voted in the Democrat primary and there's a runoff, you cannot then switch parties and vote the other way. It's only the primaries. One of the reasons for this, if you look at Kari Lake in Arizona, the Democrats voted for her in the primaries because they knew that she would be easier to beat in the general election. I understand. It's a it's a political so it's strategy. Not about, well, it, right. The open primaries allow that. When you have a closed primary, if there's – I don't – look, I left Louisiana 31 years ago, and I haven't looked back, but – You're in Mississippi, and you haven't looked back. Right. Okay. It's a very nice place over here on the coast. I'm, I'm, hey, the Gulf Coast is beautiful. But the Gulf Coast, is, is. A, is that's a different area than the whole state of Mississippi. I totally agree. I lived uh, in central Mississippi, and it's like North Louisiana is. Yeah. But, Chris, but look. The, I, the, thing, the, the thing for the primaries isn't to radicalize. It's to keep people from jumping to get the weaker opponent. But here's what I'm in started happening I recently. Here's what I'm in favor of. I'm in favor of not taking away people's right to participate with a vote. And if that is a strategy, that's a strategy that is available to both sides. You know, I, I mean, I don't like it. I, I, I would rather people vote for who they think is going to be the best candidate. But that's what when I talk about open primaries and being for open primaries, I'm just for everybody having a say. Everybody's vote counts and people are not locked out just because they're not part of a, a party. Because you could have somebody be a registered Democrat. And um, they decide, well, you know, um, I'm really thinking more like a Republican, but I haven't I haven't changed my my uh, identification yet. I'm still registered a Democrat, but I'm really thinking along the lines of Republicans. I really want to vote for the Republican. That person couldn't vote. Uh, Let's go to Gregory and Metairie. Hey, Gregory. Hey, man. Thanks for mentioning Rod Stewart, man. What a good guy, you know, despite anything, you know, I think he's a great entertainer and I had the pleasure of meeting him a long, long time ago in San Diego. He was backstage at a concert. He wasn't performing, but he was backstage. Just a nice guy. Cool. Do you remember back when you were doing radio? I remember and, uh, some of it. A... <laughs> well, the guy from that show called about the congealing and it reminded me of that old song from The Lamb Lays Down on Broadway, that great double album by Genesis, if you recall. And one of the and one of the best songs on that record, maybe uh, Ian could pull it up, is called The Carpet Crawlers. And it, it talks about how the liquid has congealed and seeped <laughs> out through the cracks. I can't sing like Peter Gabriel did back then. I don't. Tr- I don't. Rem- I don't remember that. But uh, I, you know, oh man, the landlady's down at Broadway is probably one of the best. You know, back then they were independents. I mean, they Genesis wasn't that well known when Peter Gabriel was the uh, you know was the front man. But yeah. I just figured because I remember R and O playing it. Anyway, well, hey, listen, look, I, 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 I tell you, I, I remember most of those days, but not not everything. And uh, yeah, I might have played it on uh, on uh, that station uh, years ago. All right. Uh, let's go to Ian Hoke with a couple of your uh, text messages. Oh, I just pulled one out that I wanted to get to. Uh, here's a text that says right wing radical is a personal attack. Conservative Republican closed primaries means you only get to nominate Republican or Democrat to get the two candidates. Yes. Okay. Thank you. 
Yeah, well, I guess we'll have different opinions on that. What do you think about right-wing radical being a personal attack? Well, I mean, if you're a right-wing radical, I mean, Jeff Landry, I mean, by definition, was a right-wing radical. He was not a mainstream Republican when he was attorney general. I mean, all this BS about, you know, trans and drag queens and, and the LGBTQ stuff. I mean, he wants to, like, he wants to track people. He wants to track people who go to another state to have a, an abortion. Well, I thought Republicans were saying, wait a minute, the Supreme Court is leaving it up to the states. If a neighboring state or if any state says you can have an abortion here, then who is Jeff Landry to want to track them into another state? I thought Jeff Landry and those kind of Republicans stood for states' rights. If another state says you can have an abortion in our state, then why do you want to track them? So, again, I'm still approaching the Landry administration with an open mind, but I'm going to be honest about it. And the guy, as attorney general, was a right-wing radical. He was not a mainstream Republican. And he beat a lot of other mainstream Republicans to yes. get to the governor's office. None of those other people in that race would have described him as a moderate Republican. They, right. That was their lane. That was Wagaspak's lane. Was Hey, I'm the moderate pick. I'm the establishment pick. You know, look up the definition of radical. It is not intrinsically negative. Uh, here's a text that says, Scoot, you need to understand Landry is the first governor that is trying to help protect New Orleans. I don't care what position he is politically. If his intentions are to help the city, which desperately needs it, we need to embrace it. Well, I agree with that. And, and I've been very clear about this. I'm approaching Landry's administration with an, with an open mind. But I've also said that if he starts to do things that sort of um, counter the Constitution, something that we've all heard about, if he does things that, that work against the Constitution or kind of defy the Constitution, we're, we're going to talk about that. But I, I mean, I have applauded him. You, I mean, you know, you can't forget about what I've been saying for the last three weeks. And that is that I, that I welcome Jeff Landry's help in New Orleans. You know, we've been talking about this for a long time. It's not something that just came up. So, you know, it's interesting how you say one thing that some people perceive as totally negative, And all of a sudden, everything that you've said nice about that person is wiped out and everything is focused on that one thing. That's not fair. A lot of a lot of Americans, a lot of people in your communities, in your workplaces, in your church, in your neighborhoods, for a long time, have been made to understand that all politics is personal. Putting any sort of political label on somebody is almost certainly an insult, and and, and more so today than ever before. Absolutely, it's a it's it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a slide that's going one direction that is never going to that is never going to get better until it falls off the end of the slide. You know what I mean? Yep. I do. So if people would separate. <laughs> They can't. Politics, yeah, it's it's literally impossible. And, and and politicians and political media did that to us. They did that to us on yeah. purpose so that they could get our attention, they could get our clicks, they could get our ears, they could get our eyes. That's just the world that we live in. I'm, and yeah. I, I don't know, you know what the end result of that is going to be, but one of the outcomes is that people treat their politics like it's their own Flesh yeah. and bone. No, exactly. You and, know? and, you know, I, I've discussed that over the, the last couple of years when it has gotten to this point. And people de people define their, their own personal identity, who they are as a person, by their politics. And any attack on their, their po political views is an attack on them personally. It didn't used to be that way. But it's that way now, and I can't change that. But that's not going to stop us from being honest on, on the show. That's why when you say... Jeff Landry, as attorney general, was a right wing radical to some people that goes into their ears as you're a right wing radical. And that means you're a bad person. 
I, you know, if you you have a right to be a right wing radical in yes. this country, but We're if you here are to a right wing radical, just mm. admit it and don't act like you know. I mean, think about all. You know what right wing <laughs> radicals do? They're the ones that call out the rhinos. Yep. You can't be a rhino and a right wing radical at the same time. Yep. So if you're bashing rhinos, you're a right wing radical. If you stand for some of the things that Jeff Landry stood for when he was attorney general. You'd be a right-wing radical. So, I mean, don't deny it. Just own it. I'll leave you with this one. This is, uh, oh, you know what? It's from Frank in Long Island. He says, hey, buddy, you got to forget some things. Suggest that call from Donald. You are the most fairest person. That's such a word. On the radio. (laughs) That's what Frank said, not me. You state your opinion, right, wrong, or indifferent, but you don't put your gun in our throat, and you never say anything incorrect. You can do it. Just keep doing what you're doing, buddy. That's why I'm listening all the way from Long Island. Frank, appreciate you listening in Long Island, New York, and uh, nobody should be concerned. Uh, I'm not going to change the way that I am. And just the the very fact that a guy like Donald got on the show uh, shows how fair we really are. All right, look, we got to get into some politics here. There's There's a lot going on. Hunter Biden, the son of the president of the United States, made a surprise appearance on Capitol Hill, and there was talk about his genitalia. All right. We're going to get to that when we come back. And do you really think that the 2024 presidential election is going to be between Biden and Trump? You really think that? I don't. Do you? We'll talk about that when we come back on WWL. Oh, man, it was a crazy train on Capitol Hill today. President Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Maybe you've heard about him. He's been in the news recently. He made a surprise visit to Capitol Hill as Republicans in the House take their first step to hold him in contempt of Congress. The Oversight Committee is working on an impeachment inquiry of President Biden, and they want to know more about his son's business dealings. Hunter Biden wants to testify in public. The committee and South Carolina Republican Nancy Mace want the testimony behind closed doors. Hunter Biden should be held completely in contempt. I think he should be hauled off to jail right now. Florida Democrat Jared Moskowitz pointed out Chair James Comer has said in the past Hunter Biden had an option, public or private testimony. The majority of my colleagues over there, including the chairman, don't want to hear from the witness with the American people watching. Hunter Biden later left the proceeding. He didn't speak, but his lawyer, Abby Lowell, says Republicans care little about the truth. The question there is, what are they afraid of? Ed Donahue, Washington. And Jared Moskowitz, who is a Democrat from Florida, dared the committee to call up Hunter Biden. Let's take a vote. Who wants to hear from Hunter right now, today? Anyone? Come on. Who wants to hear from Hunter? Motion's out of order. No one. So I'm a visual learner. And the visual is clear. Nobody over there wants to hear from the witness. Oh, there's one. Thank you. Okay, so what's the spit on that? Why don't they want to hear from him in public? The House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer says that Hunter Biden got the then vice president's influence up for sale. The Bidens and their associates raked in over $24 million from 2014 to 2019 from countries like China, Russia, Romania, and Kazakhstan. Witness testimony confirms then Vice President Biden met, spoke by phone, dined, and had coffee with his family's foreign business associates. So if that happened, you know, somebody needs to be busted on that because that doesn't sound good to me. Uh, Ranking uh, member of the committee, uh, Jamie Raskin, uh, says uh, Democrats want Hunter Biden's um, subpoena to be honored, but Republicans have a selective track record themselves. Hunter Biden, through his lawyer, agreed to Chairman 
Comer's multiple public requests. He agreed to appear precisely at a public hearing under oath to answer the committee's questions on December 13th. Exactly what our good colleagues, the Republicans who had information about January 6th, never agreed to do. They never agreed to testify anywhere under oath about what they knew. Oh, the hypocrisy runs so deep. Nancy Mason, Republican from South Carolina, says Hunter Biden, who made a surprise appearance today, is a showing contempt for Congress and the American people. It does not matter who you are, where you come from, or who your father is or your last name. Yes, I'm looking at you, Hunter Biden, as I'm speaking to you. You are not above the law. You know, um, there are a number of Republicans who have defied subpoena requests. You want to hear the list, Ian? You got got a list? Uh, Yeah, the January 6th committee subpoenaed a ton of people that never showed up to include members of Congress like Kevin McCarthy, Scott Perry, Jim Jordan, Andy Biggs, Mo Brooks. They subpoenaed members of the Trump administration that never showed up. They submitted uh, they subpoenaed members of the Trump family. They got Kimberly Guilfoyle. They handed her a subpoena. She didn't show up. They going to take her to jail, too. Well, I hate to see her without makeup. Yikes. I hate to see her with makeup. All right. So, look, I mean, look, there's the there's the hypocrisy. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. But, uh, you know, we're going to cover Hunter Biden. Whatever happens, we are going to cover it on this show. Let's go to New Orleans. And Janice joins us on WWL. Hey, Janice. Um, Yeah, it's good. Uh, How are you doing? I'm good. The question is, how are you? Well, I'm hanging in today. It's a little chilly. Okay. A little chilly. And I'd seen that in the next few days we may have another storm thing coming. So that won't be too good. But anyway, there's nothing we can do about it. So here's the situation. First of all, when it comes down to politics, Democrat or or Republican, uh, to a certain degree, it is. It it, it does represent who a person is, their beliefs, what they they believe in, uh, what they stand for. Years ago, I I had a friend. And we, we were talking, and, you know, he said, I'm going to ask you some questions. So he asked me some questions. I answered him. He says, you're conservative. And I saw the other day something that had me disturbed. Well, a couple of things, actually. Um, someone came through the northern border, a person, entered through the northern border, and they had ties to, um, to terrorists, I guess, you know, wherever they came from. And they had terrorist ties, and they're trying to come into this country. Then yesterday, I saw there was a man, El Salvador. He was in Colorado. He had been arrested several times before. Mm-hmm. He was driving drunk, okay. and he killed a mother and her son. Okay. Really now, if he, had, if he had not been here, those people would still be alive today. Yeah, and think of all the so, people that would be alive today if American citizens didn't drive drunk and kill people. Okay, Scoot, all right. I see where you're going with this. I understand. Just think about and that. I it's, ag- all, it's all tragic. It's, it's all tragic. I agree. But there's so I many more American agree. citizens that have done it than, the than illegal immigrants. So well, I, agree. I agree with you on that score. No one should drink and drive. But my point is, people are coming into our country each and every day. They're, doing, they're murdering people, selling drugs, doing all kinds of things. Just because we have people in our own country that are doing wrong, those people need to be dealt with. But why let other people from other countries just come into this country? Now, I am not in love with Donald Trump's personality. I will be the first one to say that. 
sometimes, you know, I can listen to him talk a while, and then sometimes I have to turn him off. You know, he starts repeating himself or starts calling other politicians' names. I don't think any politician should do that. Now, if a radio host is joking, that can be a little funny. But politicians should stick to, to you know, the politics of it and not be name-calling. Okay. But the thing is this. I will vote. And there might be people out there hating me. If you want to hate me, hate me. I'm going to most probably in the primary vote for Donald Trump, although I am looking at Vivek Ramaswamy as well. But it's not his personality that I'm voting for. If it was, I wouldn't do it. I'm voting for policies. I'm voting for drill, baby, drill. I'm voting for people having a choice between EV vehicles and gas policies. You, you do know that we've, we've reached record numbers of drilling right now under Biden. Record numbers of oil drilling. It's at a record level right now. You know we're already drilling. Yeah, you you really. did know that, right? Well, that's what he's saying. So, well, well, that, well, okay, well, wait a minute. Wait. Well, wait, when, when, when uh, Donald Trump was in office, that's what he was saying. So you don't know him any more than you know Biden. Oh, I know Biden. Oh, honey, you don't know either know one of them. Biden. Janice, you don't know either one of them personally. So if one Not can lie, the other no, can but lie. I know, okay. I know Biden's politics. Okay. I know what he's done That's to fine. And then, and then you, and should, then you vote for Trump. It. Then you vote for Trump. Then vote I for Trump. I will. And I hope that other people will think about this. Because we are letting the people are coming into this country, and it's just not good. They it's will not, think about how it. How would you feel, Scoot, if you got in an accident, or let's say your son or your daughter-in-law or something, or your daughter-in-law and your poor, beautiful little grandchild there, if something happened? Uh, that would be absolutely horrible, you know? Yeah. Of and course, Janice, but I don't put any more emphasis on an illegal immigrant or an American citizen doing that horrific act. I don't put emphasis on one over the other. It is both horrible, and it's interesting how you want to put more blame on someone else than, than, than another person. It's almost like, well, it's not quite as bad. This is what you're saying, Janice. It's not quite as bad if an American citizen kills somebody as if an illegal immigrant kills somebody. Now, you vote your conscience. Nobody can stop you from doing that. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar on this day in 1979, Richard Carpenter entered chemical dependency treatment in Kansas. He was... Um, he, he was taking a year off because he was addicted to, I think, ludes. Yeah, quaaludes. The Carpenters? I mean, I thought this was like a pure, clean band. I mean, I never thought Richard Carpenter would ever be involved in drugs. Just goes to show you, um, drugs will attack anybody if you allow them to. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. Hey, and for the record, I do not support illegal migrants in, into this country, okay? Hey, we've got a lot to talk about in the next hour. Um, we'll continue with some of this conversation. We'll also talk about the institution of marriage. I'm Scoot. We're coming back on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.